So not only do people who have asthma, it can trigger an asthma attack, it actually causes it. So imagine having children in your home and you're doing laundry and these toxins are coming out of your dryer vents and they're polluting your air and your kids are breathing it in and this toxin causes asthma. Hey there, my name is Wendy and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low-tox, and what's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Welcome to episode 13 of the Detox Dilemma Podcast, and this is episode two of three in a three-part series. If you missed last week, we were talking about detoxing your laundry detergent. Today, we're going to talk about fabric softener and dryer sheets, and next week, we're going to talk all about household cleaners, and this series is basically a spring cleaning series. If you are already in your home and you are already cleaning things out, you might as well clean out the toxins while you're at it. So I'm going to make a really bold statement, but it's my honest opinion and one that I strongly believe is backed by all the data and all the science. You ready? Your dryer sheets and fabric softeners are most likely the most toxic product in your entire home. That's right. Not only are they full of toxins, which we're going to go over in this episode in a second, but they actually have multiple exposure pathways. So what does that mean? That means that they are actually polluting the indoor air of your home. So when you do laundry and you wash and you dry your clothes and there are vents that are, you know, air is coming out of them, the toxins that I'm going to talk about are being released into your indoor air and you're breathing them when you're in your home. But they are also coating your clothing. So when you wear your clothes all day long or you lie in your sheets all night long while you're sleeping, that is another way that these toxins are getting into your body through exposure to your skin. So the kind of toxins that are there and how bad they are, and then also the double exposure pathways makes these something that you really should prioritize tossing out of your house. And I mean like getting those dryer sheets and getting that big bottle of downy fabric softener and walking your butt into your kitchen and just literally dumping them in the trash can. And I'm sure you're thinking, well, what the heck am I supposed to use, right? And and just like you, I do a ton of laundry. I'm a mom, right? I want my clothes to be soft. Of course, I want them to smell good. Of course, I want them to be clean. And of course, I want them to not be full of wrinkles or covered in static. But I promise you can have clean, soft laundry without the use of these products. So in this episode, we're going to take a history lesson into how fabric softeners and dryer sheets were made to begin with, why they were invented, how they work, what's in them that's such a huge problem for your health, and then I'm going to finish the episode with toxin-free alternatives that you can use that actually work. Let's take a look at why these things were created even to begin with. So prior to the 1930s, women and whoever was doing laundry 
washed their clothes in soap. And right around the 1930s, synthetic detergents started to come on the market and they were being marketed to women as, you know, you can get rid of stains, all the stain fighting qualities, your clothes are cleaner than if you're just using soap, etc. P.S. Soap works just fine. My thieves laundry soap is soap, not a detergent. So what happened is these detergents became really popular and people started using them because they got hard stains out without having to actually treat a stain. But what started happening was the synthetic detergents in these products started to strip off the natural oils and waxes from fabric fibers. So it started making people's clothing ruined. It made them rough. It made them stiff. They faded and they were basically just getting ruined. That was a whole new problem. Liquid fabric softeners came onto the market, but that was annoying because washing machines in the 50s and 60s didn't have the ability to have automated fabric softener. So you had to literally catch your washing machine at the right time during the right rinse cycle in order to get that fabric softener into the washing machine. Fast forward to the 60s and a chemist named Conrad Gazer was trying to help his wife and noticed that his wife was always having to run down the stairs of their multi-story house to catch the final rinse cycle to add fabric softener. So he actually invented dryer sheets. He started with small pieces of cotton flannel and added fabric softener. And he noticed when you put them in the dryer, the heat and the moisture warmed up in the softener, spread all over the clothes and made them soft. He patented them in 1969. And then he sold the rights to Procter & Gamble who perfected the product and they launched it in 1975 where people have been using it ever since. So why do people love fabric softener and dryer sheets? Two reasons. They soften your clothing and they decrease static. Obviously, these are important things. Nobody wants to wear clothing that feels stiff and nobody wants to walk around with their clothing clinging to their body. It was truly a genius invention and of course, everybody wanted it. I don't think I can have a conversation about ingredients in these products unless you understand how they actually work. When you put clothing in your dryer, a static charge builds up when you have two dissimilar materials that rub together. And in a typical household dryer, you have a bunch of different kinds of fabrics. You've got cottons and wools and synthetics and nylon and rayon and a bunch of different fabrics. So the friction between these fabrics causes electrons to be transferred from one material to another. And when that transference happens, some surfaces get positively charged and then others get negatively charged. And they attract one another, and that attraction is static cling. How's that for a fun chemistry lesson? And the reason why static cling gets worse the longer you dry something, or once clothes are dry, if you continue to dry them, it's because the more rubbing, the more the electrons move, and the larger the static charge that builds up. Sometimes it can get up to as much as 12,000 volts worth. The purpose of the ingredients in a dryer sheet is to put a waxy chemical mixture that contain positively charged chemicals all over your clothing. So with the clothes positively charged, they don't stick together. The heat from the dryer melts this deposit and it just leaves the residue all over your clothing and PS all over your dryer, which does clog all of your vents and can ruin your dryer. But that waxy film on your clothes feels Like the clothing is soft, but it's not soft. The clothes themselves are not soft. You're just feeling that waxy top material. And sometimes this actually backfires. So when you use dryer sheets and fabric softeners on certain things, so like microfibers that are commonly found in towels, 
they will actually coat them and make them not absorbent. So you actually ruin your towels when you do this. They will repel moisture. They will no longer absorb water. And they do the same thing to athletic wear. So if you have athletic sportswear, it does the same thing. Ironically enough, (laughs) that waxy coating from dryer sheets also reduces the flame retardant capacity of clothing. Now, some people will say, well, shit, I don't want to make my children's clothing less flame resistant, flame retardant. And to that, I will say flame retardants are known endocrine disruptors. Some are cancer causing and they have no effing business being sprayed on clothing of infants and children. I will continue to fight like hell to ban this practice in the U.S. It does not save lives. And it was started because people were smoking in bed with their children, lying next to them and falling asleep and their cigarette was starting bed fires. So you know what? Don't smoke in your bed with your kids. I don't feel like I should have to say that, but there you go. Buy organic clothing so that you know it's not sprayed with flame retardants. Okay, let's get back on track. So what's the difference between the way a dryer sheet works and fabric softeners work? Because they both reduce static and they both make clothes feel softer, but they actually work in two different ways. Fabric softeners contain softening and scent agents, and it's designed to penetrate clothing down to the fibers. They use ingredients like quaternary ammonium compounds and emulsifiers, as well as a bunch of other toxins, and they actually get into the fiber of your clothing. But dryer sheets are infused with surfactants and other chemicals that coat clean fabric with a thin film. So the heat activates it, it disperses, and it sits on top of your clothing. So that's the main difference between a fabric softener and a dryer sheet. And a lot of times the ingredients cross over. So depending on the brand, for example, they're both use, you know, fragrances and other things. And if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you know that fragrance is full of undisclosed compounds, including phthalates, which are endocrine disruptors. And if you want a refresher, you want to go listen to an episode all about why you should avoid fragrance, go check out episode two. Now, I'm not going to do a blow-by-blow of every single toxic ingredient found in these products. That would be like an hour-long episode. And you would be as bored as I would be talking. But if you do want to be able to spot the most common toxic ingredients to avoid, download my Tossing the Toxins free guide. There's a page in there that lists the toxic 20. You can screenshot it and you can look on the back on ingredient list and you can compare them and you can avoid them. You can get that free guide at www.tossingthetoxins.com. But what I am going to do is dive into one of the main ingredients that is causing a ton of issues. And those ingredients are called quats, quaternary ammonium compounds, which I mentioned earlier. I'm going to go ahead and argue that quats are more dangerous from a health perspective than fragrance even. So what are they? Quats are a broad class of several hundred individual compounds that contain at least one positively charged nitrogen atom, typically connected to four alkyl or benzyl groups. You are going to find them on the back of dryer sheets or fabric softeners, and they're going to sound like something you cannot pronounce. And I'm going to try like diethyl ester dimethyl ammonium chloride. So ammonium chloride, ammonium methyl sulfate, those words are typically what tip you off. The molecule's positive charge helps it actually stick. It adheres to a negatively charged surface like bacteria and viruses. They can destroy bacteria from the inside out, And when it comes to viruses, they disrupt their protein and lipid structures. So scientists figured this out in the 40s, and they started using these compounds for things like disinfecting utensils in restaurants, as well as surgery equipment. 
Then they got popular as things like antiseptic active ingredients in mouthwashes and nasal sprays and throat lozenges. Some of them, like diquats or paraquats, are pesticides. But the ones that I'm going to talk about today are the ones that are found in your dryer sheets and your fabric softeners. I think it's important to keep in mind that all of these quaternary compounds came to the market before the 1976 Toxic Substances Control Act, so they were all grandfathered in and exempt from any safety testing requirements. They can now be found in thousands of household products around the world. One estimate I saw shows that the market for quats is now worth $967 million. So what do we know about these quats from a toxicity and from a health perspective? So we know that they are well-recognized asthmogens. So what does that mean? Not only do people who have asthma, it can trigger an asthma attack, it actually causes it. So imagine having children in your home and you're doing laundry and these toxins are coming out of your dryer vents and they're polluting your air and your kids are breathing it in and this toxin causes asthma. So that's just one problem. Another issue is, as you heard me talk about, they're known for their antimicrobial properties. So while that may seem like a good thing at first, clothes that have been washed and already cleaned don't need more chemicals to keep them germ-free. In fact, quats are contributing to the development of superbugs like MRSA. We already have an over-sanitizing problem causing health issues in this country. You don't need to add them to your clothing. As you can expect, they're also found in disinfectants. And during COVID, the California Department of Public Health actually issued an advisory for schools which specified that they should not be using disinfectant products that contained asthma-causing chemicals like quats. And in the last 10 years, scientists and researchers have linked quats to reproductive and developmental problems in animals like neural tube defects and found that they can disrupt key cellular processes like inhibiting mitochondria function. I've seen a lot of other data, things like sperm decline, etc. And while all of those studies are done on animals, the problem is that we actually don't have any good data on what these quats do to the reproductive function of humans. And yet millions of Americans are being exposed to them on a daily basis. I'll actually link one of the more cool studies on mitochondrial dysfunction, which causes excess fatigue and is a feature of aging and most chronic diseases. And this scientist found after testing 1,600 compounds, that 11 compounds slowed mitochondrial processes and six of them were quats. Okay, so you know quats are bad and you know how to read my toxic 20 list because you downloaded your guide that I talked about earlier. So you can identify things like parabens and fragrance and PEGs. But what about the things that are not on the labels? A University of Washington study of the best-selling fabric softener brands found an untested cocktail of hundreds of chemicals that were not found on the labels. Some of the chemicals that were found were things like acetone, which is the active ingredient in paint thinner and nail polish, chloromethane, 1,4-dioxin, nearly a hundred volatile organic compounds were emitted from these six products, and none of them were listed on the product label. On top of that, five of the six products emitted one or more carcinogen, which as you know are cancer-causing compounds, Follow-up research published in the Journal of Air Quality, Atmosphere, and Health, I didn't even know that was a journal, but I found it and it was fascinating, they took a look at emissions from dryer vents. They captured the gases coming out of dryer vents and then they analyzed them. And what they found were more than 25 volatile organic compounds, 
seven hazardous air pollutants, and two chemicals, acetaldehyde and benzene, which are classified by the EPA as carcinogens. And while you maybe didn't know the extent of what was in these products, I am positive if you have a neighbor that uses like really highly scented dryer sheets when they're doing laundry, you can smell it. Everybody can smell it. It's like a super toxin cocktail. And then it's just living on your clothes and it's in the air in your home and it's so bad. So now you know all of the reasons why you should be avoiding fabric softener and avoiding dryer sheets. So let's talk about what you can do instead. If you're anything like me, switching to a natural deodorant was the most difficult toxin-free swap. I think when all was said and done after doing all the pit detoxes I found on the internet and trying over 15 toxin-free brands, I was left, well, stinky. I needed something that worked. Some legit just did not work at all. And some used too much baking soda that while I didn't stink, it eventually left a nasty rash. Not fun. But then along came Primally Pure. And it worked great. I smell amazing and no rashes. And now it's my favorite deodorant and my entire family uses it. My husband prefers the charcoal version and I'm obsessed with the citrus vanilla. But if you've struggled to find a natural deodorant that works, you're going to want to give this a try. Hop on over to www.detoxyourpits.com and use discount code WENDYCATHERINE at checkout for 10% off your first order. You might actually be surprised that I am not going to tell you to go buy some of the clean, toxin-free versions that are out there. There are some amazing companies that make really clean laundry detergents like Molly Suds and Attitude. And some of these companies are selling dryer sheets and fabric softeners that they are claiming are toxin-free, and they are not. And I'm also aware that you can go onto the Environmental Working Group's website and you can look up fabric softener or dryer sheets, and they will pop out some options for you that are labeled as an A, which in EWG speak means supposedly it's safe and doesn't contain a bunch of toxins. But if you click on those products and you open up the actual ingredients, what you will find is that the active ingredient is still a quaternary compound. The only difference is they are claiming that it is nature-based and made from plants or vegetable oil or whatever it is, palm oil, wherever they are getting their quats from. And I know I'm going to butcher this, but it'll say dye, palm, carboxyethyl, hydroxyethyl, methyl, ammonium, methyl, sulfate. I mean, oh my God, right? Does that sound natural to you? But this ingredient is what you're going to find on all of those we're clean, we promise versions of products. And it is still a quaternary compound and it has the same health impacts as the other ones do. So there are no clean swaps on the market as of yet. Maybe something will be created in the future, but as of right now, those are all greenwashed. And as a side note, when you do open up those grades on EWG and you see that very long compound that I just named, it will very clearly show you that it is a D. So the fact that they still rate that product in A really bothers me. I actually have an episode that's coming up on all of the ways that you should not be relying on the Environmental Working Group to look up your products. That's a conversation for another time. Okay, but seriously, you're a mom out there or you're just somebody who does laundry and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, so I have to throw this stuff away, but I want my clothes to be soft and I don't like static. So what can I do? 
So there's a couple things and I'll share what I do. The first thing is reduce your dryer time. Most of the static that's created comes from drying your laundry after it's already been dry. So drying it on really high heat and continuing to dry it for a long period of time. So try to dry everything on like a low to medium heat and try to stop it right before your clothing is completely dry. That actually in and of itself will reduce static quite a bit. And then there's the magic natural clothing softener, and that is vinegar. If you have not used white vinegar, you are missing out. Just a half a cup of vinegar in the section in your washing machine where you would put fabric softener makes a huge difference. In your dryer, another thing you could do is dryer balls. I make sure you have between six to 10. I feel like that's a sweet spot for wool dryer balls. But when you put the wool dryer balls in and it bounces around and it pounds on your clothes, not only does it help it dry faster so it spends less time in the dryer, it actually gets rid of wrinkles and it naturally softens your clothing. And if you're somebody who really likes to have scented clothing come out of your dryer, you can use essential oils and put multiple drops on those dryer balls and you can have your clothing come out of your dryer with a nice scent. I personally love a good citrus, so like lemongrass, jade lemon, those are my favorites on my dryer balls. And if you're finding you still have static, like if you live in a place that has really dry air, you can put safety pins into the wool dryer balls and that will actually help reduce static. There is another option too, and I know for people who are allergic to wool, which I know a lot of people that are allergic to wool, so they can't use the wool dryer sheets. There is a company that makes a product called EcoSheets. And I'll link to it in the show notes, but you can get it on Amazon. It's actually a genius product. It's basically like a washcloth and it works by, it has these ultra fine wires that are like woven into the fabric that act like a antenna. So it takes in all the static charge and it really, really helps with static electricity. But if you're somebody who wants to try that sheet, you have to really clean the inside of your dryer first. If you've been using dryer sheets for a long time, then the inside of your dryer and in the vents and in the tubes, it's all covered in that same waxy material that's on your clothing. So it might take some time, some vinegar use, get a really good cleaning in to get all of that stuff out of your dryer. And if you want to learn more about what's in your laundry detergent or your dryer sheets and your household cleaner, and you want to see the things that I use on a day-to-day basis, you can go to www.greencleaningguide.com, download the free guide. I have everything that I use listed in that guide, as well as a lot of other options. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode, part two of three of spring cleaning. I'll be back here next week to talk about household cleaners and why you should swap those out. My hope for you is that your home will become a little less toxic. See you next week.